morning, everybody. Happy New Year. It is 2020. I am Eve Mayer of FastingLane.com, and I am about to do something amazing, which is not eat food for three days. Aren't you excited, everybody? Get excited <laughs> about that. So to coach me through this, I have Megan Ramos, who is Dr. Jason Fung's partner in crime and the fabulous owners and founders of thefastingmethod.com. Megan, for people that don't know you, and I don't know how, but like, let's just imagine people that don't know you. Tell them a little bit about the fasting method and you and, and what you do and who you are. Yeah, so uh, Jason Fung and I, our background's in nephrology, which is the study of kidney disease. And we saw all these people suddenly get diabetic kidney disease over the course of like the 1990s and early 2000s. And we thought, well, why is type 2 diabetes such an epidemic? And at the same time, um, you know, I was seeing these patients die and I thought, oh, shoot, like I've got to get my own health together. Like diabetes runs in my family and obesity runs in my family. And um, I started doing everything right, which led to obesity and diabetes, like quote unquote, right. Like following the Canadian food guide, working out the trainer, tracking my calories. And that just led me to everything I was trying to prevent. Uh, so Jason have, had gotten really interested in low-carb diets, and then a discussion with a friend led him to think about fasting for more than spiritual reasons. And he convinced me to try fasting. And I mean, in six months, I lost all the weight. I reversed my diabetes. And I had other metabolic conditions like fatty liver and PCOS go away too. And uh, my, our colleagues and the patients that I worked with in the nephrology research department were all inspired and wanted to give it a try. So we started working with our patients for fasting and on diet. And then Jason wrote a book, like the obesity code book um, and the diabetes code. And uh, they gained a lot of international attention. People started reaching out to us from all over. How can we come to your clinic in Toronto? Uh, we're a two-man operation and going super crazy. So we created an online program. Um, this way we could help you wherever you are and you don't need to come to Toronto. And so we teach you fasting skills and eating strategies to help you regain control of your health come off your medications and you know, really live your life to the fullest. So we have an online educational program. And if you want a bit more help, uh, we have a personalized coaching program too, where you can work one-on-one -on -one with some of our amazing coaches to customize a fasting and dietary plan that works for you. Thank you, Megan. So check her out. It's Megan Ramos and you can check him out at thefastingmethod.com. There's all kind of free information. And like she said, if you need more support, that's available as well. So check it out. My name is Eve Mayer and I have fastinglane.com. And it's basically a site with uh, free information, a blog, a podcast about eating low carb and intermittent and extended fasting. Um, I am not a nephrologist. I am not a doctor. I am just a person who struggled for 24 years with obesity. I tried every workout method, every diet, uh, therapy, hypnosis, um, reduction in calories, hiring trainers, three bariatric surgeries, peaked at 300 pounds, was hungry every moment of my life um, all the time. 
and tried to follow, you know, keeping my metabolism going, eating eight to 10 times a day, making sure I got those carbs in and really struggled uh, taking six daily medications, lots of health issues, and was able to reverse pretty much all of that with a low carb and intermittent fasting. Um, so the obesity code really changed my life. And Megan and Jason were kind enough to partner with me uh, to write a book called Life in the Fasting Lane. So please check it out, Life in the Fasting Lane. You can go to fastinglane.com. There's links to the book. You can go to Amazon and search for Life in the Fasting Lane. But um, I was really excited that Megan and Jason partnered with me and we were able to create a book that really talks about the emotional and lifestyle side of this because it's such a brain just mess, right? To, to wrap your head around how you improve your health. If you've been obsessed with food, how do you lessen how often you eat? And these people have the medical and research experience over so many years. And we're just seeing fasting, I think, really breakthrough in the mainstream now with, you know, news on NBC a couple of nights ago and people talking about it commonly. When I discovered fasting two years ago, I just thought it was absolute crap and like just didn't make sense. And I was going to die and it was stupid. And I basically started fasting to prove Megan and Jason wrong. <laughs> that did not go the way I thought it did. So like I said, I peaked at 300 pounds, was hungry at all the time. And now for two years, because of low carb and fasting, I have been healthier. I have uh, maintained a weight between the 180s and 190s. Um, I'm on no daily medications and I feel pretty darn fantastic. So one of the things I did um, last year with Megan was we did a 10 day fast where Megan coached me through it and it was very popular and a lot of people watched it. Um, and, and so you can check that out. You can watch all the videos from every single day at fasting.fyi forward slash T-E-N. That's fasting.fyi forward slash T-E-N. So people said, Eve, make it come back and dazzle us again. Do another 10 day fast. Do a 14 day fast. Do a seven day fast. Eve, you're so good at it. Okay. They didn't say the last part, but they <laughs> did say the rest of it. And I was like, guys, that's so kind. And no, I don't want to. So what we're doing instead is a three day fast. And today is our first day. I stopped eating last night at seven o'clock. I didn't end up going to the party I wanted to go to because I had a bit of a cough and I thought that'd be a bit rude. Um, so I stopped eating on December 31st at 7 p.m. Central Time, which means I will eat again on January 3rd at 7 p.m. Central Time. And each day, Megan and I will be here and talk about what is happening, answer questions, you know, have the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I just want to talk to you and start with this. I'm doing a three-day fast. I've done a 10-day fast. I've done an 11-day fast. I've done a couple of three-day fasts. And for the most part, for almost two years now, I regularly fast where I don't eat breakfast, I eat lunch and dinner. So I'm pretty practiced at fasting. Still not the best at it, but pretty practiced at it. And what I learned from Megan is that uh, fasting is something you build up over time. So for those of you that are brand new and joining us and have never skipped a meal, man, don't fast for three days. Just watch and like maybe skip one meal and learn about it. Let's ask Megan, Megan, how does a person decide how long their fast should be? So I think a, a good place to start is just waking up one day and deciding you're going to be mindful of your hunger. Most people, they wake up and they automatically go and grab breakfast. But, you know, have your coffee, have your tea. And you know, think, am I really hungry or am I just eating out of habit? 
And a lot of people just eat out of habit. They don't actually listen to their body and are mindful of what their body wants. So when I work with someone who's brand new to fasting and is kind of leery about it, like Eve said, she thought it was crazy at the start. And we see people like that all of the time, but their doctors or, or family members are encouraging them to try to fast and they're hopeful to get off their medication and to get control of their health. So actually just listening to your body instead of saying, oh, it's 12 o'clock, I need to eat lunch. Am I actually hungry? If I have a glass of water or a glass of soup broth, you know, do I think I can push it longer? And then when you start to feel a little bit woozy is when you should eat. So I encourage people just to test it out for one day with the intention that if you don't eat all day, that's okay, but you're gonna listen to your body and you're gonna wait and see until you feel woozy. And sometimes for people that's 18 hours. For me, my first day that was 18 hours. Um, other people, you know, still at dinner time, they're saying, "Hey, you know, this isn't bad. I'm still not feeling feeling very hungry, and my energy is good." And they can even go fasting until the next day. Um, so take a day and just actually be mindful. Am I eating because it's 7 a.m. and I just woke up, or am I eating because my body feels like it needs? some fuel, some food energy to get me through the next few hours. I think people will really be surprised. When we work with someone new, we always encourage them to try to aim for 18 to 24 hours one day to push them a little bit out of their comfort zone too. Um, and just to sort of see, okay, is it 18 hours? Is it 24 hours? What works best? But if you're following along with us and it's you know your very first time trying fasting and you're looking forward to doing it with some friends like even myself and the rest of the Obesity Co network, you can simply just skip snacking because snacking is just like the most detrimental thing that does us in over the holidays, especially. We show up at our, our relative's home and we start eating at two and we're eating all the way until 10 o'clock at night with a big feast somewhere in the middle. So even if you're brand new to fasting and the next three days you're feeling a little bit leery about you know skipping breakfast and maybe skipping lunch, then just try to cut out the snacks. And, and that's actually very challenging for people too, especially in today's day and age when we're so busy and you know running around and we've got all these things to juggle kids and grandkids and careers and home life and personal life and um, we end up grazing rather than eating meals so just going back to the basics having you know two or three meals a day and cutting out snacks in between thank you for that megan so what i hear is um fasting builds up over time it's definitely much easier for me now than it used to be three days still kind of freaks me out um anything more than like one day kind of freaks me out. I, I don't, I don't do it that much. I find I've been able to maintain my weight loss. And like my original goal was 190 pounds, 195 pounds, which sounded amazing to me. And I've stayed between 185 and 195 for a while now, which I've never maintained my weight in my life. So I'm finally starting to let go of the fear that I'm going to be fat again. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, I know the answer now. Everything else before failed me. And um, I got it. So if you have had many, many decades of trying to get healthier and you failed, open your mind to the possibility that this might be something to look at. I don't know if it's the answer for you. I don't know if it's the right fit for you. I don't know if you're a vegetarian or a meat eater, and I'm not judging you for any of that. Only you can make this decision of what's right for you. But I do think going to thefastingmethod.com, 
reading about fasting, understanding how it affects health and giving it a shot, it costs no money. So like, I'm all about it. Anybody who wants to try it can, and it might help your health and you can decide if it's right for you. All right. A lot of people are asking Eve, what are you going to have during a fast? Number one, I'm going to have lots of water. I don't really like drinking water. I know I'm supposed to because it like keeps you alive, but <laughs> I'm going to drink it. Um, I got, let's see, I got this big hydro flask for, because my daughter told me this is cool um, mm -hmm. and she has one and takes it to school. So I got that and it's giant and I, I like the top without the straw. So I got that for Christmas. So I've been, it's actually been pretty helpful and I've been drinking that. So some people say like, should you have water during a fast? And yes, you should absolutely have water. So Megan, can you talk a little bit about like how much water does a, need, a person need during a fast? How do they adjust it? What do they do? Yeah. So it, um, I think people come to me all the time and say, okay, I'm a female. I'm this age. My waist is this much. These are my health conditions. Now tell me I need to drink 112.246 ounces of water. And unfortunately, that's not how it works. Um, I'm five foot uh, three. My husband's like six foot three. Uh, and I probably drink twice as much in terms of water in him every day. And that's because I need it because I feel thirsty. You should always drink when you feel thirsty. The problem with so many people that have metabolic issues is that you know, in the past, you know, when we felt thirsty, we've eaten and we've often mistake thirst for hunger. So during your fasting period, anytime you feel hungry, there's a good chance that you're just feeling thirsty. We're a population of overnourished people, not undernourished people. So we definitely have lots of fuel reserves to keep us functioning at a really high capacity during our fast. And our body will turn on that fueling system, that fat fueling system, pretty effortlessly in most cases. So when you're fasting and you feel hungry, it's most likely that you're drinking, that you need to drink. And for people that ranges anywhere from about two to four liters of fluid a day, uh, depending on, you know, women tend to require a little bit more water than men. A lot of women have uh, undiagnosed thyroid issues and uh, adrenal issues. So they tend to require a little bit more water than men. So I'd say a baseline is to aim for about two, two liters of water, but really start to try to pick up on your, um, your hunger cues and think maybe, maybe I'm actually thirsty instead and seeing how a cup of water helps relieve that hunger pain. Uh, an important thing to be mindful though is that hydration is not just water. Uh, it's not just fluid. Electrolytes are critical. And this is the biggest, biggest, Thing that I see go wrong with people who try to do longer fasts. Uh, sorry, I have alarms, alarms going off. That can be Angel's problem. Um, <laughs> um, but for longer fasts, is people think that okay, it's the first few days of my fast. They're they're supposed to be easy peasy. It's day five. It's day seven. It's day ten that are going to be hard. So I don't need to think about electrolytes until then. When that's the exact opposite, it's actually the first 72 hours of your fast that you need to be the most mindful of electrolytes. So I love that we're doing this three-day fast and highlighting this period of time and what needs to be done. Um, when you first start fasting, uh, you're going to see the biggest drop in insulin. And when your insulin levels go down, it sends a signal to your kidneys to release excess water in your system. And you're gonna to go to the bathroom a lot more than usual. 
And in that, you're going to probably notice throughout the day that your urine is pretty clear when we don't want it to be clear. We want it to be a pale yellow color. And if it's clear, it means that you, you've lost a lot of electrolytes. And right now, your electrolyte levels are pretty low. So it's important to supplement um, with electrolytes throughout the first few days of your fast. And by electrolytes, I really mean sodium, so just salt. Um, if you retain adequate salt levels, sodium levels, your body will retain uh, uh, magnesium and potassium levels without issue. Some people have rare medical conditions like Cushing syndrome or uh, Addison's disease, uh, surgical Addison's where they might need to supplement with potassium, for example, um, but it's really just salt. So it's during the first three days of the fast that you need to be mindful to add a pinch of salt to your, to your water. Um, every morning I drink half a cup of pickle juice to boost my sodium levels. Um, so you could do pickle juice. And I know in Canada, most of our pickle juice is sugar-free. I know in the US, it's a different story, but um, trying to find sugar-free pickle juice or even on our website, we have a recipe to make some homemade pickle juice without sugar, or you could have broth. Um, so there's various different ways for you to get salt in. Even last night, I, I was out with friends for New Year's and I was just putting salt on my tongue uh, and drinking, drinking water afterwards to chase it because that was just an easy way to get salt into my system when I needed some of it. Um, so be mindful, don't postpone the electrolytes, the salt to day four, five or six. You need to be on top of it on day one, day two and day three. So the first time I fasted, I didn't know about salt. I didn't know about electrolytes. I knew about water, right? And I felt cruddy a lot of the time because of that. And I significantly saw the difference between that 11-day fast and then when you guided me and coached me and did the 10-day fast. So I have my fancy Himalayan salt there. And I think you've said before, like, it's ideal to get like Redmond salt or I got this on Amazon. Yeah. Or I don't know the brand. It's, it's good to get like really good salt and carry it with you. But if you ever get desperate, it's okay to like go in the gas station and get a packet of salt if you're desperate and you're feeling kind of crummy, right? Like it's not gonna, yeah. it's not gonna hurt you. This is ideal, but you can do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're going to be consuming a lot of something, uh, you want to make sure most of the time that you consume it, it's pretty good quality. But if you need salt, you need salt and just take the sodium. Um, I've definitely done the same thing, uh, Eve. I've gone into coffee shops or, mm. and just taken a, a little packet of salt and put it on my tongue when I need it. People don't realize how important it is. Like our current standard daily recommendation for sodium is around 2,200 milligrams, roughly, uh, a day. And throughout human history, like we have gone to war over salt when salt was scarce. Mm -hmm. That's how critical it's been for our survival. And most societies, they took somewhere between 4,000 and 6,000 milligrams of sodium a day. And I actually, I, I talked a little bit publicly about how it's sort of stressed and trying to help everybody else and neglecting myself has kicked my own But over the last few years. And if you have thyroid issues, if you have adrenal issues, you need so much more. I take about 10,000 milligrams of sodium. Now that's sodium, that's not salt every day in order to feel good. And there's a really big big difference. So most of the time, uh, people that I work with, um, most of their issues with fasting, you know, 
lower blood sugar levels, uh, lower blood pressure levels, headache, fatigue. It's all because they just need more salt. And we've just been taught over the last, you know, 50 years, uh, 60 years to think that salt's just this dietary devil when it's really not. Only a small percentage of the population is affected by it. And most of us need a whole lot more to function properly, especially when we're eating a low carb or a ketogenic diet made of real foods, whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, carnivore, or somewhere in between. Um, we're eating real foods that aren't just jam packed with sodium and processed gunk uh, anymore. And so we're taking in a lot less salt when we're actually eating in a real diet. So it's important to make up for that sodium. Everybody likes getting their salt in a different way. I, my friend likes to put it in her water and um, different people like to just put it on their tongue. I like these chunky ones that go into a grinder because I like to just take one and, and do that because like, and just suck on it because I feel like I'm eating something. Yeah. It's pretty desperate, right? <laughs> I, but like during I, a fast, it gives my mouth something to do. And I'm like, oh, and then like sometimes I have a smoked salt or a hot salt or whatever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I get to have flavor in my mouth. And like, <laughs> it feels like a kind of cool thing to do. I love pickle juice. That is my favorite too. way to get salt in. Um, awesome. I've got like, I, if anyone wants pickles, uh, message me. Cause I'm <laughs> Why do you have a pickle I'm, hookup? No, I've got a bunch of pickles with no brine in it. Cause I've drank the brine. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm the same way. Hey, what about like, um, banana pepper juice? Can you do that? Or does that? You could. I mean, the, the, the you could, um, I, I've done it before. But not going to be as concentrated. Okay. A lot of people ask about sauerkraut juice and you yeah. can, it's just a lot of probiotics. Like one uh, tablespoon of sauerkraut juice is like a yeah. trillion probiotics and like the highest probiotic supplement you'll ever find is like 500 million so so it's really yeah it's a lot but if you like guzzle sauerkraut juice that like that's a lot of probiotic coming into your system yeah you might get gassy and have Mm. some gi discomfort like i i i know lots of people that i work with like even just eating a tablespoon of sauerkraut like that's what their system can handle um because a lot of people have bad gut health because of our you know diets and antibiotics and all the stuff that we thought we were doing right over the years has really screwed up our systems i also love pickle juices as a best made hamburger slice pickles and I got it from Walmart. There's no sugar in it. So just check, like Megan said, like that there's no sugar in the pickle juice. Uh, most dill ones, I think, typically yeah. don't have sugar. You don't want to get like a bread and butter pickle or whatever. I usually do a shot glass because it makes me feel cool. Um, <laughs> and sometimes I do like a little salt rim on it, like I'm having a margarita. And mm-hmm. So that's awesome. So you can definitely do this when you're fasting. It helps me too. It's Megan's uh, drink of choice, right? So you can put uh, salt around it or whatever. Megan, what about, um, this is keto chow fasting drops, which I got at, uh, low carb Houston. And I've used a couple of times. What do you, there, there I don't think are, there's additive, there's no additives. There's no stevia. There's is something like this. Good. 
They're, they're awesome. And so everyone knows I'm not affiliated with these people. I do know them. They're a really nice family run business and uh, they've got a really positive mission and they created this electrolyte solution and then said, Hey, can, you know, can you share it with your followers? And I said, no, because <laughs> it, it was really high potassium and more oh, people, okay. most people have high potassium. And they said, well, what can we make then that you'll share? And I said, make something good, make something without potassium. I don't know why okay. everyone thinks that they need potassium. Uh, your bodies do a really good job and most of the people actually have too much potassium. So, um, so I said, make something without potassium, make something that's high in salt, sodium, and make something like a lot of these electrolyte supplements in order to get enough sodium, you have to drink the whole thing. And then you'd have like a toxic dosage of potassium that you're taking in. So um, a few weeks later, the, uh, the founder emailed me and uh, he asked me for my mailing address. And like I said, they're, they're friends. I met them on the conference circuit many times. So I sent him my mailing address. And then I get this massive box full of these fasting drops that are like perfect. Um, so, you know, we're not financially related to them in any way, uh, our business or personally, it's a really great product. Um, I am just a pickle fiend, so I like pickle juice. Um, the other day when we didn't have any pickle juice and it was like Christmas and everything was closed up here, um, I, I broke out my fasting drops. Fasting drops are also, they're really great, um, a lot less hassle taking them when you travel. So while I'm at home, I'll definitely gravitate towards the pickle juice. But if I'm on the road, like if I've got a presentation in the city all day, if I have to fly out to Minneapolis, if I'm in Texas for a week, I always bring the um, keto chow fasting drops. So it's a really great choice. And you can actually squeeze it into broth or squeeze it into tea or to coffee. Um, and that helps uh, enhance the flavor of it as well. Okay, perfect. So if you guys want to check that out, it's keto chow, C H O W dot X Y Z. You can look that up on their site. I also like the pickle juice because it, it feels like a little drink. It feels like a little treat. I get some taste. So that's exciting. Um, the ideal situation for bone broth is for you to make it yourself with the right kind of bones. But dude, I am lazy and I've done it a few times. If you would like to do that, we actually have a really great recipe at, um, fastinglane.com for bone broth. I go to the Dallas farmer's market. I've bought lots of stuff in the store and it just, it's so bad, man. It just tastes, even the frozen stuff, like at Whole Foods, I don't like it. Have you tried Kettle and Fire? They're actually oh no, good. I haven't. But I heard that's like, if you're going to buy store-bought Kettle and Fire is the best. Where can you get that? Yeah. Um, so you can get like in, in the U.S., you can order straight from their website, but you can pick it up at Whole Foods. Um, bone broth is like so good for you whatever stage of life you are, and especially for healing your gut. And if you took antibiotics as a kid or an adult, mm -hmm. if you were sick a lot, like your gut is in rough shape. Um, so we, we always try Eve to make our broth at home and we'll save leftover chicken bones. But even recently, like I don't have that much broth left. I forgot to order chicken bones on my last grocery order. So I actually, I ordered a kettle of fire chicken broth for myself. Um, but when we were, we were in the U.S. for U.S. Thanksgiving and bone broth is so important. Like we landed and we went to Whole Foods and I bought broth um, because it's so important in my daily routine. Now I take it on eating days. I don't take it on fasting days. I'll take pickle juice, a keto chow, 
um, drops and just like plain, plain salt on my tongue or in water. Um, and I take it on my eating days and it's, it's actually really good. And again, we're not financially related to them and in, in any way, they just make a good product. So I'm always happy to recommend companies that make a good product. And they actually have a ton of flavors now in Canada. We can only get beef and chicken, I think. Don't quote me on that. Um, but in the U S there's all kinds, like when I was at whole foods with my husband, I'm like, Holy cow. Like there's this like huge shelf full of all different flavors. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Levi is going to put a link in there and the, he's doing our comments right now and he'll put a link about kettle and fire. This, uh, is a bone broth I get in Dallas at the farmer's market. You really can't see that. But <laughs> the reason I get it is because it's homemade. It's like all organic. It's amazing. And it's just so interesting. I, I had never heard of bone broth till you. And like when you open it up, if you get like homemade bone broth, like just be aware if it's cold, like tons of fat is going to pour out. It might really freak you out at first. Um, but when you're fasting, it's pretty delicious and pretty satiating. So you heard Megan say when she fasts, she just does water and salt. And I think you said tea, right? And sometimes fasting drops. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of people ask, well, is it really fasting if you do this? And is it really fasting if you do that? So there is a spectrum of how you can fast. You can fast with water and salt only, or you can use fasting aids like pickle juice, bone broth, um, tea, coffee. If you have coffee, it's ideal to drink it black. But if you're like me and you need a little bit of cream, I do half and half, one teaspoon and a cup of coffee. Um, and I think you can do that like three times a day. And some people will say, well, that's not fasting. And that's okay if they'd like to say that. For me, I've had a lot of success improving my health and losing weight by using these fasting aids. And Megan has taught me that the ideal situation is to use these at first and eventually stop. Well, I'm two years in and I'm a slow learner and <laughs> I still use these. And for some reason, when I think about fasting without it, it it seems undoable for me. So all I'm saying is if you can do water and salt, that's awesome. You should do that. And if you need some aids to help you for a period of time, I think that's okay. Am I, am I on the right track with all that, Megan? Absolutely. And again, it really sort of depends on, on your goals. And if someone is fasting for a life or death situation, like stage four colorectal cancer, then okay, we, we try to take a pretty aggressive approach. Um, but when Jason and I first started IDM, you know, a lot of our colleagues were or when we first started the fasting method, we used to be called intensive dietary management program. Um, our colleagues were like really nervous about us fasting these older diabetic patients. And we said, okay, like it's not just going to be water and salt. You know, they can have broth, they can have tea and coffee. They can add a little bit of cream if they need to. But like, again, a few teaspoons, because uh, I've learned that a little bit of cream has a very different definition to every individual yeah. who likes it. So, um, and I mean, like these people lost over a hundred pounds and they didn't have excess skin. They, they came off of all of their insulin in two months. They were off all their diabetic medication in like less than a year. Um, the huge improvements in fatty liver disease. When I first started fasting, I drank so much chicken broth that I was embarrassed like to go to the public bathroom in our clinic because I thought my urine smelled like chicken. Um, I thought my, I carried like deodorant with me everywhere. Cause I was 
convinced my body odor smelt like chicken. Um, but that's what I needed to do to strengthen my fasting muscle, right? And like, if you think of water and salt only fasting, like that's the Olympics. And okay, like 10 years into this lifestyle, I can make it there. Sure. Um, but like, you got to start off on house leak, you know, when it comes to playing sports in, in, in your local region um, for beginners. And, you know, sometimes that might mean you have to embrace the broth and embrace lots of pickled juice. I still fast with pickled juice because like, you know, I'll, I'll do 24 hours, I'll have some pickle juice in between. I'm still getting a decent amount of autophagy um, during that period of time as well. So, you know, it, it just sort of really depends on your goals, but most people yeah. do well with the training meals. All right. So just to review, you do water and salt. You could choose to have coffee. This is just some Brentrose K cup from Walmart. Uh, tea. Anything we should know about tea? This is like a sleepy time. I really hate tea. I don't actually drink it, but like I'm showing you the tea, like I'm cool. So every once in a while in a long fast, if I'm super desperate, I'll try tea and I'll be like, oh, this is going to be great. And then I'm like, this is disgusting. Megan loves tea. I love coffee. This is a sleepy time vanilla. Is there any kind, this is from also from Walmart. Um, is there any kind of tea we should avoid or not have, or what are the rules with tea? Yeah. So avoid teas that have like quote unquote natural flavors listed okay. in the ingredients. And some of these um, herbal teas with, uh, you know, sort of crazy, uh, crazy names might have sugar in them too. So just look at the ingredients. A lot of people switch to green tea because they think that it's um, less than caffeine, but the caffeine in it adds up. I, I don't um, drink caffeinate like green tea um, or black tea beyond about 11 uh, a.m. every day because the caffeine will linger in your system and it will screw up your sleep otherwise. Later on in the day, teas like peppermint tea. Peppermint is such a great uh, appetite suppressant. So especially if you're feeling hungry in the evening time after, you know, after dinner or you're trying to fast, um, you know, having peppermint tea and that won't keep you awake all night. It will settle down your tummy too. Peppermint tea is great at relaxing the digestive system. It's great at helping leave gas and bloating as well. So it's something nice to have before the end of the day. So big fans of peppermint tea, um, nettle tea is also really great for the diabetics who might be joining us. What is that? Um, and so it's a type of nettle leaf. Um, mm -hmm. And it's really great at lowering blood sugar levels down. So sometimes people, even when you fast, your blood sugar is going to go up and down throughout the day because of different hormonal patterns going on that cause your blood sugar to go up and down regardless of whether you're fasting or not. Um, so nettle teas, is great if it just goes a little bit too high and you want to blunt it back down, having a cup of nettle leaf tea, or, you know, if when you're not fasting, and especially if you're eating something that might be a little bit more on the sugary, starchy side of things, you know, having a cup of nettle tea or nettle leaf tea afterwards can help uh, blunt the effects of the food on your blood sugar. Why does club soda or topo chico or mineral water taste so damn good when you're like hungry and on a fast is it because like the bubbles fill up your stomach this is from walmart um topo chico is a fizzy mineral water but like any seltzer water or club soda i think the difference between seltzer and club soda is typically club soda has some sodium in it and seltzer does not but like 
is it just me or like when you're on a fast and it's like day two and you have a big bottle of seltzer like oh this is so delicious is that just me <laughs> no i've only ever drank drank it on day oh, you like, like it four, yeah but on day three or day five of a, an extended fast it tastes yeah. so exotic <laughs> oh my god it's like delicious it's amazing okay cool so guys we're ready we're gonna wrap this up um i started fasting at 7 p are, are you fasting too megan no um, no, okay. it's like I just had a steak, so have fun, y'all. Um, it's but my yes. anniversary. Oh, yes, happy anniversary! Oh, yeah, that's tomorrow. Right. Tomorrow. Yeah, don't do that. So we started last night. My husband is fasting with me. Um, my dad said he was going to, but I haven't checked oh. in, so I'll see. Uh, my mom said no, she would um, need to eat her cabbage and black eyed peas to have luck and money for the new year today. But then maybe after that. So like, hey, I'm up for that. So we'll give you reports on all that. I'm not nervous about today. I know that tonight when I go to bed is usually the first time that I'm like, ah, oh, this kind of sucks. You know, like I'm kind of hungry and now I got to go to sleep. But um, typically when I get up on a regular day, I don't eat till lunch anyway. So this just, this just so far feels normal. I, I probably, uh, I don't know. I'm going to leave open the possibility. I'm always going to say like, I'll probably be angry tomorrow afternoon, but like I'm going to leave open the possibility that eventually, um, I will continue to get better at this. A lot of times my husband says, you practiced the wrong things for 24 years, which led to bad health and, you know, unhappiness with hunger. And now you've only been practicing what you found works for you for two years. Get over it. It takes time. <laughs> and so sometimes it's interesting to me though, because I look at a lot of people, Megan, that like found out about fasting during our 10 day fast right? It's the first time they started. They've been doing it for a year. And like, I see these people and they are so much better at it than I am. Like they have lost more weight. They have approved more health issues. They're just like, yes, this is amazing. And so I just want to say that because guys, I think I'm an amazing person to watch fast because I'm not great at it. And so I can talk to you about all the honest frustrations and struggles. And, and, and that's, that's my hope to, to be honest with you about, um, what what happens so so let's see what happens maybe i'm like amazing at this now let's see what happens yeah, it's the same as like practice um yeah. and, just slow, and that would be me mm -hmm. <laughs> uh -huh, i agree with that <laughs> it took me two years to get a squat right at the gym and yesterday really? for no rhyme or reason like there was nothing i actually hadn't trained in two weeks because i was having some some blood pressure issues and my trainer's like we've never squatted like that before. Like the like positioning way? technique. Yeah. And just like, I don't know, I didn't even practice the last two weeks and I've been trying to do something with like my positioning for two years. I don't know. Um, but my, my body said, all right, like we've got it now. And that's, that's exactly how it happened with me too. in fasting, like I thought, Oh God, this is the hell on earth um but then one day i was like oh this isn't this isn't bad like my body got what day you. was that how long like i'm just curious how long for you was it about six weeks but like i oh, was damn like, it megan that's <laughs> not helpful i was banging out like trying to do 36 hours three times a week um at that point all right um but even even now and then like uh, every time i i go to do a long fast i do them sort of seasonally and um 
and I'll go to do one and it's just like, ah, cause you know, I've gotten used to eating every other day or, you know, doing 24 hours of fasting here and there. Um, so, and I like food, right? Uh, so even the longer fast, it's physically, it's not hard. Um, but still it's like, you have to put in the framework. This is all the good stuff that's happening to my body. And this is how I'm going to feel in 10 years from now. And the kind of mom and grandmother I'm going to be in the future. And uh, like, there's so many, so many benefits short term and in the long term of fasting and just thinking about that usually lightens the mood and helps me get through the fast and and I like it. it's a week without a steak right or it's a week without an avocado um and it's it's not really that big of a deal but it, it can be tough physically and mentally yeah. for people well, Megan, thank you so much. You and I will be back in the Obesity Code Facebook group live um, tomorrow at 8 a.m. Central yeah. Time, having a discussion about what happened, what, how did I do, how did it feel. Um, we're going to talk tomorrow about working out while being fasted. We're going to talk about autophagy and um, anything else that you guys send as a question. Everybody, thank you so much for being here today. Please check out Megan's site at the Fasting Method dot com. Please check out my site at fastinglane.com. If you think we're fabulous, go to Amazon and <laughs> pre-order our book, Life in the Fasting Lane. It's good stuff. It's honest. It's um, based on a lot of research and medicine. And um, send us questions if we can help you and, and let us know what we can answer. Megan, any closing thoughts for today? Oh, be mindful of yourself. Don't wait until you feel like garbage. Take it now. Take it every couple of hours throughout the day because once you feel like garbage, it's going to take, even when if you have the salt, you have the broth or the pickle juice or whatever, the fasting drops, it's going to take two or three hours before you feel well again. So don't wait till you feel miserable. Take it in advance, even if it's day one. That's the most important day. All right. Thank you, Megan, so much. And everybody to your health and hotness and have <laughs> a fantastic day and we'll see you 